I'm Dr. Sarah Dill, and this is the Stressless Physician Podcast, episode number 71. Welcome to the Stressless Physician Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Dill, MD. Using my unique combination of coaching and mindfulness tools, I will teach you practical ways to reduce your stress level, feel happier at work, and create a better balance between your medical career and personal life. If you are a busy practicing physician who wants to design a life and medical career that feel good to you, you are in the right place. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I am doing great. I'm actually on vacation and I'm recording this for you in London of all places. Got here a couple days ago and I had intended to record a couple additional podcasts, but I ended up prioritizing some other things and I didn't get to every single one. And so today I debated whether I should just do a replay of one of my previous podcasts or whether I felt like recording one. And I decided, because I'm all about vacation, giving myself options, I decided I really felt like recording this. It's a very warm day here. And this morning I went off and did a bunch of touristy things in London. My boyfriend is here working today and the next couple of days. And he doesn't really appreciate touristy adventures like I do. He loves less touristy adventures. And so I like to be a tourist sometimes. I've only been to London once. And so I went and saw all the things, a lot of historical monuments, and just got a good lay of the land, took a bus tour around, which is a great way just to sort of see the orientation of everything and decide where I want to go back to and spend some more time. And it is quite warm here today. It's in the 80s. And so I'm taking a little rest now in the hotel room, which is wonderfully air conditioned. And after this, do a little shopping. And then my boyfriend and I are going to go have an amazing one Michelin star Indian dinner tonight. So I am looking forward to the rest of my day and evening. And I hope you are having an amazing day as well. Today, I wanted to talk to you all about something that may irritate you, quite honestly. Often in coaching, right, we talk about how as a coach, it's a different role than as a friend or as even as a physician, right, where my job is sometimes just to sympathize and agree and offer support. And as a coach, sometimes my job is to challenge a little bit or ask difficult questions or get someone to think about their own patterns in a different way. And so today I wanted to talk to you about toxic jobs and toxic people, because this is something I hear a lot. I read a lot. I feel like the word toxic is used, really overused a lot, especially in sort of the self-help world or personal growth and development, or all sorts of things. And again, as a friend, if a friend comes to me and is telling me about how toxic their workplace is or a relationship, I'm often just going to listen and offer support, right? My job is not to coach or offer advice or, you know, query them at all. So I'm going to put on my coaching hat here 
And so just notice if this is something that brings something up for you, right? If this triggers you in any way, that's actually going to be a subsequent podcast is the use of the word trigger. And I have a lot to say about that too. However, in this case, I just want to talk to you about toxic. And so as with so many things, I like to refer back to the definition of the word toxic. And as you know, I like to go to Google and the definition I found for toxic is containing or being poisonous material capable of causing death or serious debilitation. So examples, right, would be a radioactive gas, might be poisonous food, something that is lethal, harmful, and could cause death. So just to go with that literal definition, can a person be toxic? Unless they are emitting toxic radioactivity or somehow toxic fumes, right? Maybe in some sort of futuristic horror movie or something, people cannot literally, by virtue of the definition, be toxic. Same with a job. Unless your job involves handling poisonous materials radioactive materials, or is in some way physically harmful and able to cause death, your job as a physician most likely isn't toxic. It could be, right? You could be handling poisonous materials or harmful materials. You could be dealing with chemotherapy or other things. You know, jobs that I think actually are toxic would be people that I see working in a lot of the fields around where I live in California, right? Handling toxic herbicides and pesticides, right? Those actually can cause physical harm. When someone as a client comes to me, right? Or if you yourself have described your job as toxic or as people in your life as toxic or a relationship as toxic, I just want you to notice is that useful for you? Of course, you can continue to do so. But I always like to ask the question, not so much, is it true? In this case, right, we know that literally, it's most likely not true, but is it useful? Often, when someone is describing something as toxic, what I've noticed is that one, it significantly amps up the drama, right? It's a very dramatic way of describing a situation or a person. It might be more truthful to say, rather than describe a job as toxic, as describing that job as one you don't like, right? A job that isn't complimentary to you, that maybe asks you to do things you don't want to do, or expects you to right, not take vacation, or overwork, or over somehow sacrifice yourself for patients, for the job, for colleagues, for whatever it is. A toxic person might just be a person you don't like, right? A person with whom you don't agree, whose values are in direct opposition to you, or maybe a person who yells at you or is mean to you or is cruel to you. It could be someone who is in some way not someone you want to have in your life. And I'm talking here not necessarily about someone who's physically or verbally Uh, abusive at all, right? I don't think that's usually the way in which this term is used at all. Typically, again, it's more someone who 
just has beliefs that are diametrically in opposition to ours or who we find very unpleasant to be around, right? Again, who might bring up a lot of our own issues and insecurities, who criticizes us a lot. All of those things, I think, can be characteristics of someone that we might describe as toxic in sort of lay literature, on social media, or with friends. The second thing that I've noticed, and I actually think this is the most important thing about this, is I think that many of us describe jobs or people or relationships as toxic as a way to somehow justify either to ourselves or to other people, probably to both actually, that we don't have to stay in them, right? Or that we shouldn't stay in them, that there's no shame in leaving I just did a podcast on quitting, and so you know my belief is that there's never any shame in quitting something, whether it's a job or a person or a relationship, right? We are human beings. We're adults. We're allowed to make decisions. We're allowed to make decisions that we might later regret, in fact. We can quit a perfectly good job. We can quit a perfectly good relationship. We can decide to no longer be friends with someone who's a perfectly nice person, right? Someone doesn't have to be toxic. A job doesn't have to be toxic for us to leave. However, for most of us, especially if we're very used to pleasing other people or looking to others to justify our decisions, we often then need to amp up the volume, right, of complaints or how bad it is to, again, justify our desire to leave, to quit, to no longer continue. And so you could notice, do you need a job to be toxic to give yourself permission to leave it? When was the first whisper when maybe you took that job or were in that position or in a relationship that you didn't want to continue? For many of us, especially earlier on in our self-coaching or in personal growth and development or self-help, I describe it as needing things to get really bad before we're willing to embrace the discomfort of change and quitting or making a different decision. I think as we get better with managing our mind, with embracing voluntary discomfort, with not beating ourselves up, with opting out of creating shame for ourselves, we can more easily see when a job, a person, a relationship isn't right for us and we can leave earlier before things have to get to the point where one might want to describe them as toxic. And so if you are someone who is in any sort of relationship, whether it be a job or a person that you have described as toxic or would describe as toxic, one, I just want to notice, does that create more emotional discomfort Does it sort of make it all more dramatic? And is that useful for you? And two, what if you just gave yourself permission to leave if you wanted to? What if it didn't have to be toxic for you to decide to exit? Before you exit, before you quit, however, I like to say never waste an opportunity, a crisis. Use that crisis to do a little bit more mental work. Because in spending time in a job that you have described as toxic, in spending time with people you would describe as toxic people, 
you get more access to the thoughts you're having that are causing the negative feelings that's creating the drama for you. Again, you know, my belief is that our thoughts are what cause our feelings. So if you're having a lot of dramatic thoughts about a job, if you're feeling or thinking in a dramatic way, just means you're not managing your thoughts around the job, around the person. Hear me say that does not mean you need to stay with the person or stay with the job or stay in the relationship. But before you leave, I would strongly encourage you to get familiar, right, with yourself. Get familiar with what are your thoughts about this job? What are your thoughts about the person? What are your thoughts about the relationship? What are you making it mean that you're in this job? Why haven't you left yet? What are you making it mean that you have this person in your life? What are you making them mean for you, right? Why is this person in your life? Is there something you can learn from them? Again, it doesn't mean you have to decide to stay in the job, stay in the relationship, or stay with the person, but I would fully use the opportunity presented here to work on your personal responsibility for creating your emotional response in any situation and the decisions that you're making, right? In this case, it's your thoughts that are really the toxic ones, right? They're the ones creating this sort of toxic drama, if you will. I know I'm overusing that. Again, if you are stressed out at work or you're stressed out in a relationship, if you feel taken advantage of, you feel unheard, you feel disrespected, that's an opportunity to do your own work first. No one else can make you feel disrespected. No one else can make you feel unheard. Are you speaking up, right? Are you respecting yourself? Same thing in a relationship. Do that work because otherwise often what I find is we recreate the same situation again and again. So again, just to sum up, toxic, right, harmful, able to cause death or serious harm. My perspective is that there's no such thing as toxic people or toxic jobs unless you are actually literally physically in imminent danger or risk of dying. However, what toxic people and toxic jobs do is show us where we aren't managing our mind, is show us where we are creating the drama. It shows us where we perhaps feel like we don't have permission to change our minds, to quit, to leave, to exit. And I will always say, of course you have permission to, but I would encourage you to do your own work first before quitting a job, quitting a relationship, quitting a person, right? Do your own work until you don't have a lot of drama around it, right? Drama is always a sign that there's work there for you to do, that there is, if you will, right, toxic thoughts, unmanaged thoughts, an unmanaged mind, right, where you're reacting rather than responding with clarity, compassion for yourself and perhaps for the situation and calmness. That is all I have for you. I said I would keep it brief, but of course it's run on a little bit longer. So I hope this is useful, interesting, helpful. And if this is something that, right, again, brings up something for you, triggers shame, triggers annoyance, irritation, anger, I would love to hear about it. So, and that's always a sign, again, of 
some work that you could do if you wanted to. Again, always up to you. All right. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. If you are a busy practicing physician ready to start feeling less stressed, enjoy work more, and learn how to create a more balanced and sustainable medical practice and life, sign up for a consult call with me at saradill.com. That's S-A-R-A-D-I-L-L.com. It would be my privilege and pleasure to work with you.